Welcome to the Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast. Look, I want to ask you guys a question. I want to ask a question to anyone listening. Okay. And I'm not I'm not doing this to pick at either one of you. Well. I, really, I really am asking it yeah. because I've never thought of it this way. You know, You're, Sam, when someone sets a question uh, up like that or a statement, they yeah. usually... yeah. And the longer the setup goes, the worse it's going to be. Right. Have you ever thought about why you ever drank? There was oh, a study I don't feel like you're picking on me for that. Yeah, Because chicks dig it. <laughs> well, that was your answer. Okay, Sam, what's yours? Wait. Do you know why you drank when you used to drink? I can hardly answer to you why I drink. Well, I mean, probably when I first started. And, well, I guess we should explain that <laughs> Sam and I no longer drink for anybody that doesn't right. know that. Both of you have quit. I stopped May 19th, 2011. Um so september 4th five years ago yep so see very specific dates we right remember. very specific reasons yes but and correct um, reasons so when i when i first started it, it probably started like anybody else it's the curiosity your family you see your parents drinking it's just a thing curiosity good then okay. then you get into it and um because i think it's three phases that's why i'm giving you, you about know. to say sam gave us one answers <laughs> chicks dig it <laughs> <laughs> all right murphy let's get your novella because, but that this, wasn't my final answer by the okay. way but the second thing was like wow man this is the you know i feel good at parties like this sure and then it became you, you know wow it sure would be nice to kind of escape things right now and then oh, just kind of that's honest it went downhill okay from there. so fun and curiosity first then feels great and then escape yeah that's a good answer and it's an honest answer mm-hmm. it's a very inward answer i think i'd started just because I, I mean i hate to say this but it's just because that's what you did yeah, yeah. You, well, curiosity you wanted uh, yeah. to try it and you know thought it made you feel like a grown-up now the funny thing is i didn't start until i was almost 18 this is back when it was 18 me too before the federal funding blah blah and everything was raised to 21 mm-hmm. and you know growing up in new orleans not saying it's right, not, you know. It's a fact. You know, it's everywhere. Kids in my class drank. It was a thing. You could drink at 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it was. It's a different culture there. Not that it was right or wrong. It's just the way it was. And so I didn't, I wasn't, didn't partake in any of that. Mine right. wasn't until like after my senior year before college. Yeah, there's a story going around the interwebs today about the fact that most people drink they figured it out. The reason that you drink is to be more, to feel more confident, to feel yeah. better about yourself. It removes inhibitions. It helps you relax. It boosts your self esteem. I mean, it's a mind game. It makes it sound like I'm doing a commercial for it, but I'm not. But see, all that but stuff. But all that stuff is when you start. I right? was going to say that's not why I started. I not I didn't start yeah. because looking for the social fun. Right. I that's like number two, like Murphy said. That was as it went along. Okay. You yeah. drank because. It made you feel good and you were social. And or Some people say it helps you relax. Parties were more yeah. fun. Get out of your own head a little bit. So Loosen things up. You know, and in my time with that, because I can scan my brain to remember what happens when you get beyond what I would call the sweet spot. Mm. See, that's the thing to me. And, that, and, and I, I suppose that's really what separates people from the people who can drink socially with no issue from people like me and Sam and others who it becomes an over the deep end genetic mess. Um, that is it's genetic. Yeah. You I mean, have that it, gene it, it, or you, you don't. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, not your fault. yeah, so I need to stay away from it because I obviously have no control over it whatsoever. It controls me whenever I do it. Mm. Um, but I don't do it anymore or haven't, and, you know, until now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Thanks for bringing it up, Jerry. I'd say I, I'm changing it because it's a one day at a time thing. I don't like to. It is. A I don't one like day to use the permanent language. Um, 
But uh, what I was going to say about that is, you know, if you can get to that place and know to stop and what a friend of mine used to call maintain or whatever it is, then I suppose that's good. As long as you're not driving and you can stay in the place where it's you're just loosened up to enjoy socially, there are a lot of people that can't stay there. There are a lot of people that continue to drink and push it beyond that point and become sloppy. And then there's some people that push it way beyond the point on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. There was no hitting. I mean, to me, the sweet spot, I don't. I guess I never could find it anymore because it was way down the road. <laughs> like, it's got to be after the next drink. But um, You're chasing it, something you chased. Yeah. But again, you know, this is from the, you know, you're. I'm talking from the perspective of someone who has issues with alcohol. You can see, you can call it alcoholism if you want to. That's probably what it is. I'm not afraid to call it that. Um, but uh, I don't think the, the, this... what you're talking about the inhibitions, the loss of inhibitions. Right. I think that's like you've got to be really careful because mm-hmm. there's only it's one true. little spot. And then you got to remember, alcohol truly is a poison. I know. In terms of the way your body treats it. Um, you know, and so once you pass a point, you don't get that benefit anymore. Right. You know? I really do feel like it's something, and we say this a lot about a lot of things that you live and learn. It's something that should be taught more and talked about more growing up, maybe in schools, you know, because. I think it is now. If kids will listen. Yeah. Right. But I, and I, I do right. I do think it's a, and I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. I do think that it is. It's certainly discussed more, more now. And the reason that I say yeah. that is I grew up in that, you know, environment. My dad, you know, when, when he started drinking, it wasn't a problem. But by the time I was in the sixth grade, I suppose, it started to become an issue for him. Um, and y'all didn't talk about it. Well, I mean, we didn't really talk about it, but then we did start to address it with him. But it didn't. It didn't do anything. He had to hit his rock bottom. And look, my dad was clean for 30 years before he passed away. Um, but as a kid, being in middle and high school and experiencing that, uh, I thought in my head, it was like, well, I know what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be the guy passing out at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which is what he would do. He did shift work. He would come home and start mm-hmm. drinking at 2. And he'd pass out, and mm-hmm. then he'd wake up around 6. And his later, you know, is it got worse than that. He was drinking apparently all of the time. We know that. But um, And now I don't even remember why I'm going. Oh, you're t- talking about learning. You know, so um, I really thought by seeing that, I knew that there was a chance it could be a problem for me. But I figured, I'll know these warning signs, you know. Um, if I start buying up, you know, the bottles with the handles every day, you mm-hmm. know, and drinking those, then I probably have an I, issue. But, I, but I, it, I did, that didn't work. Yeah, I would convince myself. I mean, you hear it all the time, and it kind of becomes cliche that I didn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I kind of like, you know, I knew I had a problem, but I'll take care of it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's I'm going to take care of it. Not right now. No, today, no, I'm having too much fun today. So funny I'm because what you're, what you're describing is almost like one day at a time, actually, sort of. In is, reverse. Is, 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 it's in reverse. Yeah. If you're using and you know that. It, it might have a little, you, you still sort of one day at a time it then. You're like, not today. Uh, well, in, in my situation, I knew at some point I'd have to quit mm-hmm. for various reasons, good. but not today. Right. So I could out. keep going and then I'd worry about that down the road. Well, what we were talking about before, Murphy, is um, not talking about it. Like just this generation talking about it more. I will tell you that um, I had a grandparent who was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> I had a grandparent who was who would who was always drunk, and I didn't know it when I was a child because I didn't know what drunk was. Right. But as I started to grow up, and there was talk about her, um, it was not something that was welcomed 
conversation in the house. One of the biggest fights my parents ever had. I say fights. It was a bad night. Uh, There was a show on TV and it was about alcoholism. And my dad got up and turned it off and stormed back to the back of the house. And my mom suggested we turn it back on and then we could talk about it because this, this, you know, this was in his family and he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And it was not talked about in his family. And it was enraging in his family. Yeah. And then, and as I grew up and was watching this person, I was like, oh, it was, you know, I was probably junior high age before I realized, oh, this is not how she is. She is altered. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's talked about a lot more. There's so much that's different about that now. I mean, because what you're, the generation that you're talking about, which most people, Call the World War II the greatest generation, however you want to refer to them. You know, drinking was part, absolutely part of the society. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, when you got home from work, that's what you did. And hey, and then, and look at, they look needed at, an escape. Look at television all through the 60s, from the 60s through the 90s. You know, you know, it's, if somebody was having a problem, well, come on, sit down, I'll pour you a drink. It's, yeah, it was really kind of that social madman doctrine. Yes, yeah, that madman is the perfect example. It's beautifully illustrated because it is actually because you actually see the, the problem that it became. Right, exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, it's. I mean, as a kid, remember there were a lot of TV shows where the drunk thing was funny. Yeah, it was incorporated into you know Arthur the yeah, movie. Exactly. I thought that right. was the most hilarious thing I'd ever seen. It was one of right. my first grown up movies ever watched. Right. Yeah. And, and it's about a drunk. It yeah. is and Dudley, a lovable drunk. And Dudley Moore was in that. But yeah, you know, the, that whole secrets thing to mm. me is is one of the worst things to actually kind of come out of that generation. They didn't mean it. They also grew up in an environment where just certain things weren't talked about. That always leads to problems. And I, I do like that, you know, at least as a society today, we talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Alcoholism is not something to be embarrassed about or keep hidden. It actually is, you know, it's it's understood better now. It's got the scientific stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to feel embarrassed. And there are a lot of families that you still struggle with that. There's still a whole lot of the codependency and enabling and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, I definitely think thanks to Mothers Against Drunk Drivers and other organizations that have really called to light not only the dangers of it, and then in the news. I mean, you see how many how many people actually do pass from either some combination of alcohol, pass and away drugs. from it, and drugs, or just pure alcohol. Po- you know, yeah. I mean, people don't even think about that one all the time. Alcohol poisoning is a real thing if you overdo mm-hmm. too much of that hard alcohol. And just because you don't have a problem, like both of you had a problem, you realized it, thank goodness, and saved your lives and put it down. But just because you don't have a problem with it doesn't mean you can't have too much. I've had nights where I've had too much, and yeah. it doesn't feel good. It's awful. It's yeah. actually awful. It's the well, you know that, that's what's weird about it. You, doesn't happen often. You don't but. have to be an al- alcoholic to overindulge. <laughs> There's your shirt, <laughs> right? Exactly. Because because what's happening is the alcohol is already messing with your ability to make great decisions. Yeah. You don't you don't have to be an alcohol alcoholic to make poor decisions while you're drinking. It's true. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and it's so, it's so much more powerful than you can explain to someone young. You want to explain how powerful it is, but it's almost like they have to experience it. Yeah. Because of the the fact that you have no control. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may sound like a cop out, but I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to explain that to a kid. We didn't even have control. You just drink a little and you stop. Right. Well, well, no, because you did this, it had this over me because I couldn't stop. I had a 
consume. I had to have my glass always full. If my glass was half empty, I'd go top it off. Yeah. And it's like, I'd even to myself going, why do you need to top it off? Finish the drink first. No, you need to top it off mm. so it's there. Wow. That's just yeah. stupid stuff you told yourself. And just the, the progression. And maybe it's different for different people, but a lot of times it progresses slowly and kind of you don't Years. see it until it yeah it's in, until it really starts to creep in to where it is the everyday and then Yours every day becomes way, Murphy. Yeah. when i look back on our life together and getting married and to where you reached that point in may that year yeah definitely a slow progression yeah, yeah. Uh, i was sped up it, at the end it was me for me it was the weekends you know mm-hmm. it's, it's football it's whatever it's the weekend you're not going to work and then it did become like every day you yeah. go home and it's like i'm not going to do it today well i'll just do the one today Oh, wow. And then you just keep going, and then it's like, next thing you know, it's time to wake up Such and go to work. Such a battle with right. self, right? right? At war with yourself. Anyway, I just wanted to ask, I had never thought of that either. Why Let's, do I drink? <clears throat> I thought, I asked that question when I saw that headline today, and I thought, well, that's actually interesting because some, some of the Some of the things that I order, I find delicious, yeah. and it's fun to sort of loosen up yeah. would be my answer. Well, that's because, like you, you're not drinking the super hard stuff no you know you're drinking a, a fruity drink that's gonna it's, give you it's gonna give you a little buzz but it tastes good it's mm-hmm. actually a good taste of course it's not just drinking to drink Ugh, no like yeah. the professionals here well i mean yeah because it was you know my margaritas really became you know tequila, tequila. with a splash of lime yeah they did. the more you drank yeah. the less there was mixing involved. yes yeah it's yes. crazy as blake but, shelton says the more i drink the, the more, more i drink, drink. yeah right. uh. missed any part of the show Get it all on the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast.